Welcome into another episode of the TBJ Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jackson. And I'm Tucker. And today we will be talking about uh, some of the latest news surrounding the NFL along with our week one takeaways and then on to our waiver wire candidates of the week, our quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end uh, waiver wire candidates that we think could benefit your team, if not now, in the long run. All right, now for the latest news surrounding the NFL on today, September 13th, um, which is Monday, um, we still got one more game to go um, in the NFL week one, so we don't have quite all the news from the week, but we have some things to talk about here. I mean, there's a couple of injuries that took place over the weekend, um, main ones being Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Washington football team. He was placed on injured re- reserve with a hip subluxation. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't quite know what it is, but I'm not a doctor, so he's Sounds it, painful. Yeah, I just saw a thing came out like nine minutes ago, ten minutes ago, saying that he would be out around six to eight weeks is what they're looking at. So it's Taylor Heineke's time, but uh Cam Newton? <laughs> Cam Newton's out there. So yeah, I mean that's I mean, uh, a little pickup right there, yeah, maybe. If he's he's out there and I mean, yeah, that's exactly what we were talking about. If a quarterback goes down for a team, I mean they could be looking at Cam Newton and he's available and I mean Taylor Heineke, he looked decent in the playoff game against the was it the bucks last year yep, where he, he put up Brady. a pretty good game i mean not stats wise but he, he kept the team in yeah, it he plays they played well quarterback yeah. mm-hmm. and uh yeah i but i mean it's taylor heineke you really don't know he's i don't even know how old he is how long he's been in the nfl really don't yeah. know it's just a question mark and cam newton's a guy that we know former mvp played in the super bowl first first overall pick some years back i mean might so, be a good fit there. Yeah, so just something to keep your eye on. I mean, I if I were the football team, I mean, be someone keeping... Be worth a sign. Yeah. yeah, worth a sign, minimum. I mean, he's not on a team, so yeah. The other injury that we saw um, on Sunday was Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy. He was carted off the field with a high ankle sprain, and depending on the severity, the team could place him on injured reserve. Um, that was the headline I saw, but I think he was placed on injured yeah, reserve I think just I've a seen little four bit to ago. Six weeks. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, nowadays with the COVID, you could be back in three. But, I mean, with this injury, yeah, depending on the severity, like it said, which probably pretty severe high ankle sprain. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. six to eight weeks, probably like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, And then Raheem Mostert, too, 49ers running back. He was placed on injured reserve after exiting Sunday's game with a knee injury. As it comes out, he has suffered torn cartilage in his knee. And placed on injured reserve, like I said, and he's expected to miss approximately eight weeks, which he's missed some time before in the past. Yeah, he's knee injuries too, so he doesn't like to stay healthy. I mean, he had two rushes for ten yards each, like two rushes, twenty yards total. So he averaged ten yards a carry. I mean, looked explosive, but yeah, the knee injuries hurt. now. And just before Sunday's game too, it came out that Trey Sermon was out, so mm-hmm. it left room for Elijah Mitchell to blow up. And we'll talk about him in the takeaways and in our waiver wire candidates i mean that's what i have that yeah. that's the number one waiver wire running <laughs> exactly. back right there yeah, i mean that's on my list or he's on my so, list I say. um yeah i mean that's it for the latest news but now going into the key takeaways um from week one of the nfl season it um, was a good week it was a great week for football i mean a lot of a lot of high score games a lot of close games i mean we saw overtime with the vikings Bengals. i mean we almost we saw a very close game on Thursday night, first yeah. game of the season. Yep. And, yeah, no, I mean, just from that Thursday night game, Dak is back. I mean, that the, all the question marks at the beginning of the season, I mean, there was that – they were talking about how he had that strain in his shoulder. Yep, his arm was his arm, 100% or something. Yeah, it was something that they see in baseball players. So they had brought in the, the Texas Rangers medical staff to take a look at him or something like that. But, uh, I mean – all those questions out the door. I mean, yeah. 403 yards. He threw the ball 58 times, yeah, 42 was, completions. Oh yeah, because they couldn't run the ball with Zeke. Oh, yeah, Zeke no, I mean, very poor day. Very poor day, but I mean, it's a very good Buccaneers defense. Like, yeah. that run defense has been top of the league yeah. the last couple of years. And you could tell that they just stopped trying to run the ball. Yeah, that's exactly what In the first quarter, even yeah. early second quarter. I mean, they... he had, what, four carries in the first half? Yeah. Something like just ridiculously. Yep. But yeah. I mean, the passing worked. They were able to stay in it. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I thought for a minute there we were going to see upset game one of the yeah, season. Their defense showed up. Got a, like they had three or four turnovers or something Yeah, like their that. defense showed up. And then the Bucks defense kind of got some injuries to the secondary, which yep. 
then open the, some stuff up yeah, for the, the wide Cowboys receivers. Were, yeah. I mean, it was Amari Cooper, CD Lamb both had amazing games, and then Michael Gallup too, low key sneaky game too. I mean, it was just all around good game. And then the one thing too that seeing. Uh, watching that game, I mean, just to start, you see right away that when they announced the starting lineups, Blake Jarwin was not the starting tight end. It was Dalton Schultz. Uh-huh. So, and I mean, that, wise, yeah, that surprised that more, me. Yeah. I mean, um, then t- look, I took a look at the depth chart, and, I mean, of course, it was Dalton Schultz there. Mm-hmm. But, is yeah, I mean, I was expecting to see Blake Jarwin, but, I mean, they I both, was too. He was on our waiver wire uh, he was. last I mean, week. Yeah, so, I mean, I thought, yeah, it's pretty much just any – Cowboys tight end. Yeah, it's, whoever's going to get Jarwin the... was the guy, yeah. and I thought it was Blake Jarwin, but it is Dalton Schultz. I mean, Blake Jarwin got some targets, but Schultz got the, the majority of them yeah. for the tight ends. And uh, yeah, when you throw forty, yeah, forty-two times, yeah. yeah, throw attempt fifty-eight, throw forty-two completions. It's... Yeah, you're gonna have some targets all around the field. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I mean, yeah, Dalton Schultz. We'll talk about him in the waiver wire. I'm, I think I have him as a waiver wire. Um, but moving on to Colts. Colts, Seahawks. I mean, Seahawks just blew him out of the water. Russ had a pretty make, great game. Yeah, uh, he played very well. Yeah, and I mean, even without with minimal, what's the word I want to use? Minimal work from their best, their number one wide receiver, DK Metcalf. Oh yeah, he D- had a very quiet day. Yeah, he had a quiet day. I mean, Tyler Lockett went off though. I mean, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, one big one. I mean, yep, it was a great day all around. But I mean, my main takeaway from that game was, I mean. On the Seahawks side, I mean, the wide receivers, I thought they looked pretty good. Fantasy-wise, they'll be consistent, I feel like. Yeah. And Ross, I mean, four touchdowns. and but on the, Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. But then on the Colts side, too, it just kind of uh, reiterated the fact that Colts wide receivers are just trash this year in fantasy. Yeah. yeah. If you have one, I mean, they're probably going to be one of your drop candidates. I mean, after this week, you see Zach Pascal, if you have him. I mean, he had four receptions, 43 yards, but two touchdowns. So mm-hmm. fantasy-wise, it looks yeah, like a good 20 game. 20-point game, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the leading receivers for the Colts were their two running backs, Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines, both having six receptions, and or Naeem Hines with 48 yards and Jonathan Taylor with 60. So, I mean, yeah, the Colts wide receivers, just abysmal. Yeah. Stay away from them all fantasy-wise. And, uh, yeah. Moving on to the... The Jaguars game, I mean, the Texans just surprised, I think, everyone there. I agree. I mean, they were a very feisty team. I kind of, I mean, I didn't expect them to win at all. Yeah, I, mean, I had Tyrod Taylor on my uh, waiver wire pickup last week. Waiver wire? I mean, yeah, he's one of those running quarterbacks. We saw that a little bit. He I mean, had he had a mediocre day, 23 yeah, points. But... 23 points, so it's, yeah, it's a decent game. I mean, it's not a bad game by any means, but, I mean, 23 points is keep you from losing probably if i mean if the other guys in your lineup perform well yep and uh but i mean the one takeaway that i main or the main thing that i took away from that game was carlos hyde had more carries than james robinson something that i mean i wasn't really watching the game i had we had red zone on so i mean it was going back and forth and we didn't see all that game quite too much but that's just shocking to me i'm james robinson only had five carries I mean, I'm sure a lot of it, a little bit of it plays with they were behind yep. pretty much the I suppose, whole game yeah. by a couple touchdowns. What was the final score? It was like 44 to 17 or so. I can't remember what exactly. No, I think it ended up being closer. Yeah, it was like thir- the Texans, I think, had like 37, something like that. But yep. yeah, anyways, the, yeah. they had the Jaguars had a garbage time touchdown late mm-hmm. in the game. So okay. it just made it look like it was closer. But yeah. Yeah, I hope this doesn't. Yeah. Illustrate a picture for the rest of the year for James Robinson. Yeah, but like you said, it's probably a good uh, indication that they were behind most of the time. Yeah. So kind of like the Cowboys, they had to throw the ball a lot. And, I mean, Trevor Lawrence had a pretty good game. I mean, I she, 300 yeah. yards, three touchdowns, I believe, two touchdowns, something like that. But then, I mean, main takeaway is that Texans offense. I mean, Mark Ingram, 26 carries. Like, I mean, I did not expect that one bit. I, I didn't really know who to expect to be their number one because they have him, Philip Lindsay, and David Johnson, and Rex Burkhead. And Rex Burkhead, yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, all three of those guys there. But, I mean, yeah, Mark Ingram was by far the leader carry. I mean, no one else had over 10. Mm-mm. So, I mean, fantasy-wise, I have him in the waiver wire. We'll talk about it more. But, yeah, Mark Ingram, just got to look at. And Tyrod Taylor, too. There might be some fantasy relevance there on that offense. Yeah, I mean, he can keep producing. They can keep producing. I mean, Brandon Cooks, he had an amazing day, too. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Moving on to the next game, we have the uh, Eagles and the Falcons. I mean, on the Eagles side, the only thing I really have to say is fuck Kenneth Gangwell or whatever his name is. Uh, he's a rookie running back, I believe. 
He only had nine carries for 37 yards, but he stole a touchdown away from Miles Sanders. Uh, it's just one of the reasons why. I mean, I love fantasy, but I hate it at the same time yeah, just for shit like so this. It's so unpredictable. It's unpredictable. And, yeah, it's like I was watching or Red Zone, so I saw him. They were in the Red Zone. It was like a 10-, 12-yard run or something like that. I'm like, who the hell is this number 14 in the backfield running the ball? Like, it's another thing with the number change. It's oh, like it's confusing. He's a running back, number 14. But, yeah, I just – yeah, just the running back by committees. I mean, the Eagles have done it for the last how many years? Yeah, They've had multiple running have, they backs never there. never really had a number one. I mean, maybe I mean, back in the Brian Westbrook days. A yeah, little I mean, bit more. That was, yeah, different brand of football back then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Miles Sanders, he still had a pretty good game fantasy-wise. But, yeah, that just Gainwell stealing that touchdown, I was just so irritating to me watching that because I'm like, who the hell is that guy? And, I mean... I've been hearing some stuff after I looked it up. I mean, I remember hearing the name a while back, like, oh, this guy could be one of those rookie running backs. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I just like Miles Sanders too much. Like, I yeah. feel like he's a really good running back. And, and everybody was really high in my – I mean, not that he had a bad day. I mean, yeah. Russell just still had a fantasy yeah, – a good had, fantasy day. He had, like, 80-some yards rushing on 15 carries. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty good pretty good day by uh, Miles Sanders altogether. But, yeah, just that fantasy – running backfields i just hate that so much that's uh, tough yeah but i mean going away from that i mean jalen hurts had a pretty I was good say, game yeah i think and they're uh the is it rookie javante yeah Devontae smith had yeah. a great game too i mean the rookie wide receivers came out i mean i mean three the three first rounders i believe all had touchdowns this week i think you're correct and yeah. uh but yeah so i mean the one takeaway there too i mean jalen hurts he could be legit i mean it's the Falcons' defense, though. Yeah, one of the worst in the league. So That'll could be just be an anomaly week one next week. I'm not sure. Week? We'll talk about in our week two preview. Yep. But uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts looked good week one, but I, I'm expecting some regression here in the coming yeah. weeks, especially when he faces the tougher defenses. Yeah, but, the Falcons aren't. Yeah, good benchmark for that no. stuff. So we'll just see how that goes. But uh, going over to the Falcons, um, takeaways from their team. I mean, Cordell Patterson had an average of seven point seven uh yards per carry compared to mike davis's 3.3 so that's a little bit of a question mark there from my highness on mike davis i mean mm-hmm. yeah, i just i, I love mike, mike davis, davis coming into the season i mean he didn't have a high yards per carry last season either but i mean he still had 15 carries compared to cordero seven but mm-hmm. cordero could be that waiver wire guy if yeah he no. starts to get a couple more and i think carries. the um, uh, eagles front four is a little tougher I think their rush defense isn't the worst in the league. So maybe they were getting Corderell on the outside, running like jet sweeps or just that different could be things it. like that. Yeah. But I guess I didn't watch that game, so I don't really know. Yeah, no, I'm not quite sure about that either. But yeah, I just saw that in the stat line. I'm like, oh, Cordero could be that waiver wire guy of the week. I mean, if he starts getting involved more in the run game, gets 10 more, 10 carries. I mean, they both split at 15-15, or I mean, mm-hmm. who knows how that goes. So um, moving on to the... Washington football team against the Chargers. I mean, on the Chargers offense, I mean, Herbert looked pretty good against the uh, the very good football team defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they come out the day with the win. And then the one takeaway I took from that was Jared Cook was the third in targets on that offense. And fantasy relevancy there because, I mean, Jared Cook not really drafted in uh, yeah, fantasy yeah. leagues. So, I mean, could be the waiver wire candidate. I talk about him. We'll talk about him in the waiver wire show, but... Going over to the football team, I mean, Fitzmagic uh, was over before it started. Mm-hmm. Went out, I mean, very early in the game, it seemed like. But Taylor Heineke took over, went 11 for 15. That bad there. Only 122 yards and touchdowns. So, I'm not too high on that offense now that Fitzmagic's gone. No. I mean, he is a good quarterback. I mean, we've seen Fitzmagic in the past throw 400 yards, four touchdowns in mm-hmm. games. And with that offense, he probably could have done that against a worst defense you know what i mean yep and and taylor heineke i mean he just doesn't seem like a throwing quarterback i mean more of a runner i think uh just watching him against the bucks in the playoffs i mean he ran the ball quite a bit i feel like it was more of a scrambler so like we said earlier it'll be interesting to see if they sign sign cam newton yeah i mean cam newton he's for them. a running quarterback too so i mean when but he's, he's played with their head coach before. Yes, that is very Ron true. Rivera. Kind of went right over my head there. Yeah, yeah, Ron Rivera has that tie with Cam Newton. So, yeah, it'd be interesting be. to see if they uh-huh. bring him in. Uh, moving on to the Steelers-Bills. I mean, Steelers' defense stunned the Bills there. I mean, we both had the Bills um, winning that. Yep. 
But Steelers, they came out and surprised. I mean, they ended up putting up quite a few points. Uh, I believe they had a defensive touchdown, too, or so, some, yeah. some key turnover. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, they had quite a few turnovers, I believe. Oh, block punt. That's, that's what, what it was. was. Yeah, block, block punt. Say, I, blocked. <laughs> I can't remember exactly uh, what it was. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, Steelers defense, maybe they're back in legit again. I mean, yeah. they got, uh, what's it, Melvin Ingram, the guy coming from, from over from charge. San Diego, or yeah. Los Angeles Los Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that would be interesting to see if that Steelers defense can stay up. I mean, the Bills were one of, if not one of the best offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody's saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. I mean, I mean, I got a future on them to win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. So, I mean, it's only week one. Yeah, so. it's just one of the teams, like you can say, that just week one yeah, didn't that, look like them normal selves. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. We know that come as Packer fans, which we'll get to later. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of this, too, week one, it's – you never know. I mean, week ones come out, they'll be upset sometimes. Some guys come out. I mean, Sterling, or no, what was it? Darius Slayton had like two touchdowns in the opener last year and then only ended up with like three on the season or something like that. So we get all stuff like that every season. But yeah, I mean, Steelers defense shut down the Bills they offense pretty well. much. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they do going into the season. I mean, last year they kind of fell apart towards the end of last season. I mean, they had a great start to the season last year. So. We'll see if they can keep it up this year. Moving on to the 49ers lines. I mean, we had quite a shootout there. Uh, I mean, the Lions almost came back and won, but mm-hmm. uh, running or the 49ers running backs are question marks uh, before week two even. I mean, we talked about Mostert going on IR. Yep. Sermon didn't even play, but enter Elijah Mitchell, the rookie six-round pick, 19 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Again, I mean, waiver wire candidate right there. So. Yeah, the top probably. Yeah. Unless Trey Sermon, I mean... Trey Sermon comes back. A lot of people drafted Trey Sermon, so maybe they split two rookie running backs. Maybe. I mean, we do definitely do see the running back committee in San Francisco a lot. So yeah, they do we've like talked that. about that. So, um, yeah, rookie or fantasy wise, yeah, I mean Elijah Mitchell was fantasy relevant this week, putting up 16 points, I believe, something like that. So, yeah, if Trey Sermon comes back, I'm guessing it'll probably be somewhat of a committee again. So, mm-hmm. be interesting. Keep your eye on. And then the Lions wide receivers, um, they're just as unreliable as we thought, too. I mean, Jared Goff had a great game. I mean, 338 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. But, I mean, Cleef Raymond led the receivers with three receptions for 50 yards. That's bad. I mean, TJ Hawkinson had eight receptions, 97 yards on a touchdown. Swift and John, or Jamal Williams both had eight receptions. They both themselves. played really well. Yeah, I mean, they very both well. had 25 points, 24 points. I don't know. They were... Yeah, they're both, both top five fantasy relevant. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I top, top five for the week, I should say. Yeah, we or I mean, fantasy wise, yeah, it's going to be a pretty bad offense. And I mean, any weapons they can use there, they're going to use. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Jamal Williams, very, um, very good in the receiving game. And I mean, DeAndre Swift did pretty good this week, too. I mean, that was the question mark last year was can DeAndre Swift kind of fix his drop problem? He kind of had a couple of key drops last season, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how those wide receivers do, and especially those two running backs, if they can keep up the fantasy relevancy there. I mean, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty interesting. I mean, I don't think I I don't have either of them in any of my league, so kind of sad. I think sad, I have Jamal but, in one, but yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that he can keep it up. I mean, he mm-hmm. did good with the Packers, and I mean, not quite fantasy relevant all the time, but yeah. he'd have his games where he'd score touchdowns and yeah, vulture it's those just a touchdowns. Of getting a good matchup, even though this wasn't necessarily on paper right away the best matchup for the yeah. lions offense and they still produced pretty good numbers so yeah i mean mm. yeah against the 49ers i mean i definitely was not thinking the lions had a chance so nope it's not surprising even. yeah um moving on we got the the Bengals and vikings i mean game that literally went down to the last second of the game um Bengals went on a kick, field goal in overtime i mean by main takeaway, I mean, Bengals looked pretty good on offense, and so did the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were both pretty good. Uh, Kirk Cousins had 350 yards, two touchdowns. And then the second leading receiver was this K.J. Osborne. Is he a rookie? I'm not quite sure what he is, but, uh, I mean, he had more yards than uh, Justin Jefferson, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes off. Uh, playing forward i mean mm-hmm. kirk cousins maybe he likes this osborne a little bit better but i mean justin jefferson i'm guessing it's just one bad game yeah he's they still had gonna be there they had a pretty good uh secondary there in cincinnati i mean mm-hmm. they brought in some guys chibody awuzie mike hilton i think uh awuzie had blocked down jefferson pretty good i mean jefferson has his had his receptions and his yards but 
Awuzie had him locked down pretty good. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing that'll change going forward. Justin Jefferson will be a pretty fantasy relevant option. I mean, even this week he had pretty good numbers. So yeah. And then uh, it looked like Jamar Chase was the number one guy for Cincinnati this week. I mean, Tyler Boyd was pretty absent. I mean, he had a couple of receptions for like maybe 20, 30 yards. T. Higgins, too. T. Higgins looked pretty good. I mean, I think he had uh, quite a few. or I think he was second on the team in receiving. So, But yeah, Jamar Chase had that deep touchdown. The connection's back. Yeah, 100 yards, too. I mean... Yeah, that connection is back. The LSU teammates, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, back at it. So, I mean, there was the question marks with Jamar Chase in training camp, and uh, he was having trouble seeing the ball or something. There was talks about him having problem with getting used to the new NFL ball because the college ball has the stripe the on it. Yeah, yeah couldn't so really see it. He couldn't really see it. The white stripe, I guess, helped him identify the ball better. And hmm. he's, I, I guess he... Didn't have a problem this week. Yeah, I mean, I think he not. he had one or two drops, I think, during the game. But uh, for the most part, I mean, he's the leading receivers. So, I mean, fantasy relevant there. I mean, moving forward, I definitely expect him to be pretty integral part of that offense. Yeah, I think he will. Moving on to the Jets and Panthers. I mean, just starting out with the Jets. Uh, void Jets backfield, running backfield at all times. To- all costs i mean as of week one definitely yeah yeah i mean unless one true running back one emerges out of that group i mean they're all abysmal tevin coleman 2.7 average yards per carry ty johnson 3.8 average and then michael carter the rookie 1.5 average just bad yeah none of them having more than 10 carries and yeah it's just bad but but the passing game looked pretty good. I mean, Corey Davis, five receptions, 97 yards, two touchdowns. And then Braxton Berrios, a name probably no one knows. I mean... I heard about him from last year, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's very unknown wide receiver. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was a little bit last year with the Jets, but he's a slot guy, short guy. Reminds me of, like, Julian Edelman, Wes Welker. Um, and I'm sure you probably have seen some of the memes um, a while back of, like, Bill Belichick sitting there in the stands and he's like looking at something and takes something down on notes it's just like that was him looking at braxton barrios ah. yeah it's it's just funny i remember watching the the combine i remember doing like watching that and seeing him do all that it was just funny uh but yeah braxton barrios just was pretty much stereotypical slot white slot wide receiver julian edelman west mm-hmm. welker yep and yeah i mean he had five receptions 51 yards in the game and could be a guy that zach wilson relies on a little bit there so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward and i mean he was second on the team in receiving so yeah i mean just a guy to keep your eye on there probably not a waiver wire candidate yet but if he starts to become a reliable target yeah. for zach wilson that definitely would be an option and then panthers Nothing much else to say, but Christian McCaffrey is back. I mean, 21 carries, 98 yards, 9 receptions, 89 yards. Led the team in carries, receptions, rushing yards, and receiving yards. Yeah, he's the. I think he's the top-scoring running back this week, as of now, before the Monday night games. Yeah. And he didn't even have a touchdown. He didn't even have a touchdown. Not one. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And 27 points or something like that, and he didn't even have a touchdown. It's just ridiculous. Um, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, there's no question about it. He's back. So, yeah. I mean... If you spent the first pick on him, that was... Yeah, it was a good pick good. by you, yeah. yeah. Um, Moving on to the, the shoot... Or not even shoot-up, the blowout in the Cardinals and Titans. I mean... Uh, Kyler Murray just went off five total touchdowns. I mean, that game was amazing to watch. I mean, I'm MVP. Yeah, I had that Kyler Ver- or Kyler Murray uh, future MVP um, bet in Vegas, like twenty bucks. Uh, I got on him, but I mean, yeah, good first game MVP campaign there. I mean, five total touchdowns just went off against the Titans. I mean, is great great day all around for the passing. I mean, and then the running backs too. I mean, James Conner uh, and Chris Edmonds both. 10-plus carries, 50-plus rushing yards. I mean, Edmonds had four receptions for 43 yards. Mm-hmm, so, I which mean, we expected him to get more Yep, receiving. adding to the fantasy relevance there. Um, yep. But, yeah, I mean, both look pretty good. And, I mean, they passed a lot, too. I mean, Kyler Murray was just unreal. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, two touchdowns. Uh, Christian Kirk, Kirk two he touchdowns. Had, yeah, he yeah two. he's one of the top waiver wire candidates this week, too. But, mm-hmm. I mean, all the wide receivers there were getting targets. I mean, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green had six targets. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, he spread the ball around he very spread well. The, yeah, a lot. And, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which one of those guys steps forward as the, the clear number two. I mean, as of right now, it seems to be Christian Kirk. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if that 
continues moving forward. And then Titans, I mean, they were pretty bad all around. I mean, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, not a very good game by him. I mean, not a very good fantasy game, I should say. He might have had good good stat line for a running back, but I don't think he did. I didn't quite look at it. I he just, usually uh, starts out the season pretty slow. Anyways. Yeah, he builds up towards the end of the season. I mean, that's always how it's been for him. So if you have Derrick Henry, you really don't expect him to do all that well in the first mm-hmm. couple games. Don't I mean, panic yet. Yeah, there's definitely no passing game there for him. I mean, it's uh-uh. it's they. Even, I remember actually seeing it in the red zone. They had this other running back come in and be a part of the passing game like they throw the ball to him i think he had a couple receptions something like that but yeah it's going to take a little bit for derrick henry to get going but my main concern there was the passing uh i mean chester rogers was the leading receiver for the titans this who exactly i mean (laughs) i believe he was on the colts last year but i mean they have aj or the titans have aj brown julio jones who are behind him and that's just to your waiver wire pickup this week I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's just kind of an anomaly like this game was altogether. Yeah. I mean, the Titans, I felt like, should have been better. I mean, the Cardinals' defense just came out. Chandler Jones, five, five sacks. sacks. Yeah. Early defensive player of the year candidate there. I mean, he could keep that up. That'd be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the Cardinals, they just tore apart the Titans on defense. Or, like, the t- Cardinals' defense was just ridiculous. We had that game going, and, yeah, no, I mean... The Titans weren't able to do anything. I mean, they ended up with, what, 13 points, something like that? Not a lot. And, I mean, they just didn't look very good. I mean, I have A.J. Brown in one league, and, yeah, I'm not too excited about that. But, I mean, I'm expecting, like, Derrick Henry, they'll probably get going. And once Derrick Henry gets going, yeah. Week week one, yeah. You always want to overreact on week one. It happens week two, week three, week four, then you might want to hit the panic button. Yeah, maybe. But those will... We'll talk about those in future episodes if it comes to it. Yep. So, moving on to the three o'clock games now, the uh, Browns at or Browns and Chiefs. Uh, I mean, main thing there I thought was the running backs. I mean, both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb were fantasy relevant. Both mm-hmm. scored touchdown. Chubb I think had two. Yep. And yeah, no, I mean both those guys looked great out there. They wanted to get both of them fifteen plus touches. And I think they did that. I mean, both fantasy-relevant options. And the other thing that I noticed, too, was uh, the leading receiver for the t- uh, for the rounds was tight end David Njoku, former first-round pick from Miami. Okay. He's a, just a monster. I've, I've always been high on him for fantasy-wise just because he's an athletic freak. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm... Is I'm hoping that he's back. I mean, he might be a waiver wire candidate. I maybe wait to see if he actually. If it's not just one game. I mean, he had three receptions for seventy six yards. So mm-hmm. I mean, probably just one big play there that had him. I mean, I don't know. It's they have three tight ends there, so it's a, it's, it's just hard. a question mark. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to. It's I'm like guessing next week back it, by committee. It's a tight end by committee. Exactly. Next week it will be Austin Hooper comes out with two touchdowns or mm-hmm. something like that. Who knows? So. Uh, but yeah, he was the leading receiver this week, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, I don't think the passing game for the Browns is going to be all that hot this season, but no. I mean, like we see with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I mean, it, the running game is going to be there. So mm-hmm, definitely. And then the Chiefs, I mean, they're still the Chiefs. There's yep. no doubt about it. I mean, Travis Kelsey, two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill had that deep touchdown. He had I mean, like how many receptions do you have? Like 13, 14? It was just, just ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, they're back to normal. I mean. Super Bowl run probably yeah. going to happen this season. I mean, I just hate it because I mean, this is. I mean, I love seeing the young talent in Patrick Mahomes, but it's like it's Packers time to shine, man. Well, they're the AFC, so I mean, but uh, yeah, but we meet them in the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, but I mean, they've been in the Super Bowl back to back years now, so I mean, I hope the the Bills make it this year. I hope Josh Allen is, but I mean, Chiefs. Yeah, they look great. I mean, they got the new offensive line. I mean, fully revamped offensive line. So mm-hmm. Yeah, they look stellar. It would be interesting to see how that goes moving forward. But, I mean, yeah, Chiefs look like the Chiefs still. So, next, uh, moving on to the Dolphins-Patriots. I mean, Tua and Mac Jones both looked good, but not quite fantasy viable options. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they had, had both had about 200 yards and about one touchdown each. I think Tua had a rushing touchdown in there, too. But, yeah, I mean... It was a high-scoring game. It well, yeah, it wasn't an offensive game. I mean, if it was anything, it was a running game. I mean, Damian Harris, I think he got a hundred yards on the ground. So I mean, good look there for fantasy, fantasy wise. But uh, 
yeah, it just it wasn't a very exciting game with the I mean it was like seventeen to sixteen at the end, yep, which was a very score. weird score, I feel uh-huh. like. Very low scoring yeah, compared very to a lot low of the other score. games in the NFL. Yeah. Um Yeah, nothing much else. It's a pretty boring game. So next game, um Broncos, Giants. I mean, I was completely wrong about Melvin Gordon. I mean, eleven carries, hundred and one yards. And one touchdown, average did of nine point two. Did he break it like a seventy yarder? I'm guessing he had a really big one. No, but I, mean, I think he broke like a seventy or sixty yarder. Still, I mean, I Melvin mean, Gordon he broke it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got that there still. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Melvin Gordon. I was maybe wrong. I I like Javante Williams. I mean, I think Javante Williams had his fair share of carries too, but not as much yards and not nearly as good of an average. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing Melvin Gordon will continue to still be the lead back there. Until something if you drafted him and... late, you're probably just doing a happy dance right now. Like, yep. I mean, that's a pretty damn good game week one. Um, and now the next game. The game of the week. <laughs> yeah, literally the game of the week. The Packers and Saints. Literally the worst game of the week. Yep. Packers ended up. Only having uh, three points on the game. Uh, so far, the lowest scoring team in week one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, great news for Packer fans like ourselves. Um, Rodgers only had 133 yards, two interceptions, which you do not see very often. He got benched in the, the third quarter. I'm guessing that was quarter. I'm guessing that was him being like, yo, get me out of yeah, here. Take me out. Or even them being like, dude, why are you not trying? Like, I mean... Me and Brad were talking about it. We didn't think he looked like he was trying towards the end. Yeah, it I think just it got to a point where he just gave up. Yeah, I mean, the deficit was so big, and it's week one, too. There's no point trying to go balls to the wall and hurt yourself week one, trying to come back against the Saints. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Our just defense couldn't do anything. Defense, either. Our defense couldn't do jack shit. We got just obliterated in the secondary. I mean, those deep balls, I mean. Or the one had five touchdowns. Five touchdowns, but, like. 10 completions, 14 completions, five touchdowns, 148 yards. It was like, I want to say I saw a stat. It was like the lowest number of passing yards for any quarterback that's ever thrown five touchdowns, which understandable. Yeah. I mean, it was just abysmal game by the Packers. I mean, AJ Dillon led the, led the Packers in rushing yards with a solid 19 yards. Just awful all around. Defense couldn't do anything. I mean, Jameis Winston, just MVP can- or campaign off to a hot start. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really else to say. I mean, Alvin Kamara looked just as good as normal. Yeah. Not, he's and, unstoppable. Yeah, and wide receivers for the Saints, who knows? I mean, yeah. Deontay Harris was their leader, and he had two receptions. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just you don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was Marquez Callaway was – Jameis is like go-to guy in the preseason, but I mean, only had two receptions but that's too. just in the preseason uh-huh. and not against good cornerbacks. So, I mean, he just couldn't, couldn't handle the, the elite talent of Jair. I mean, Kevin King is garbage. He got roasted by, he was the one that got roasted, I believe on that deep pass, yep. but yeah. So, uh, that's pretty much it for the Packer game there. Um, moving on to. Yeah, something a little better than that. I was going to say, anything else you want to talk about in that game? Or <laughs> no, no, no I'm okay. done with it. Moving on, so we got the uh, Rams and Bears on Sunday Night Football. I mean, we got to see Matt Stafford just uh, be an absolute beast with the Rams in his first start. Yeah, I he mean, good. Took down former rival Bears. Uh, I mean, yeah. look silly. Yeah, he made them look silly. I mean, he went 20 for 26, only tw- six incompletions, which... It's really damn good. It's very good. 321 yards and three touchdowns. Like Madden numbers almost. Yeah, I mean, that's Madden numbers. And, I mean, that first drive, too, I mean, he had that deep bomb to Van Jefferson, which mm-hmm. was just unbelievable. I mean, we were talking about it watching the game. Where, I mean, it's the first freaking drive. It's like they just throw it deep. It's like they're just wanting to unleash Matt Stafford. I mean, they had been probably had this first drive planned out from like week one of training camp you know mm-hmm. and they just been working on it like all right we're gonna do these plays and if they do this or if we do this you know if we get this far we'll run to this or mm-hmm. we set up the run we'll do this play action deep bomb and we'll get a fucking touchdown yeah no that was just amazing i mean stafford just looked ridiculous out there bears i mean they didn't look bad i mean uh, they David, played a, a tough D. They did. I mean, they played a very tough defense, and still, David Montgomery, I mean, he was the first 100-yard rusher. 
I mean, the Rams didn't allow one all of last season, I want to say. Oh, he had 100 yards? Yeah, he had over 100 yards. I mean, he had a very good game. And, I mean, the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, I mean, he had 200 yards. But, I mean, it just wasn't a good game. I mean, Bears offense, just not very good altogether. But, I mean, they they put on a show against one of the best defenses in the league on Sunday nights. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. could be the... uh, the full off season of preparation, you know, I mean, they watched the tape on the, the Rams defense, got their schemes down, you know, they understood what there'd be, what would they would be doing maybe mm-hmm. uh, who knows, but I mean, Matt Stafford, he looked amazing. And I mean, we got a little glimpse of Justin Fields there too. I mean, he had a rushing yeah, touchdown and yeah, I thought he was going to be playing the whole game. And yeah, no, that brings me to uh, the rookie quarterbacks. I mean, all of the rookie first round quarterbacks had a touchdown on Sunday. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he threw three of them, three interceptions as well. Zach Wilson, two touchdowns. Trey Lance had one touchdown on his one completion for five yards. And then Mac Jones, he had one passing touchdown in there too. And Justin Fields had his one rushing touchdown. So, I mean, I don't know what the stat is there if that's happened. I mean, I can't say I've ever seen five rookie first round quarter i mean five rookie quarterbacks in general starting or playing week one you Uh know i mean when have we ever seen that i mean it's always been a couple of those guys will sit and like we've never seen like trey lance justin fields how they sat like they weren't even the starter but yet they still put them out there Uh for those packages i thought that was certain yeah i thought that was very interesting to see that and i mean yeah just seeing hopefully we see more of that moving forward i mean it's just interesting and from the point of football it's like you don't know what they're gonna do it's like yeah. they have jimmy garoppolo out there all drive and then they bring in trey lance it's like what's gonna happen are they gonna run are they gonna do an option they're in pistol formation and it's like they do the kind of like the read option look and then they just kind of throw it down it's like that's, it's that's a great play call i mean you just throw your de- throw the the opponent's defense off and you're uh-huh. like oh shit what are they gonna do who what if they're gonna run it he's a running quarterback he's a good 40 he might run it and it's like, nope, we're just going to pass it. And it's like... That's the next new thing is quarterback by committee. Yeah, I mean, they we saw it a little bit against the Packers. I mean, James, or Taysom Hill, I don't think, threw the ball. But he went out there and he lined up as wide receiver, lined up as running back. So, yeah, I mean, see those guys all over the place. And, yeah, it'll just be interesting going forward to see how this rookie class does. I mean, so far, week one, phenomenal start for the rookie yeah, quarterbacks. It's, it's good to see. It's very good to see. I mean, the future's bright for the NFL and... uh that's our takeaways from week one. All right, so now we're on to waiver wire for week one or week two waiver wire, however you want to call it, the, the waiver wire candidates after week one. Um, so start out quarterbacks, then go running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Starting out with the quarterbacks, there's pretty much two guys there um, that stand out the most, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, both scoring 30 points in fantasy, and that's a pretty good week for a quarterback. I mean, Jameis Winston didn't have all of the uh, attempts or completions that a normal 30-point quarterback would have, but uh, had five touchdowns and some yards on the ground. Um, but Jared Goff, he was more of an actual quarterback this week. I yeah. mean, 338 yards, 39 completions, three on touchdowns. 57 pass attempts. 57, yeah, 57 attempts. I mean, they were coming back from yeah. the majority of that game, so the stats could be inflated a little bit. Might be a benefit to maybe wait a week, see... Uh, See how he does next week against yeah, the Packers. Yeah, they're not coming from I mean, behind. Yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston played the Packers week one, and now Jared Goff's going to play him week two. So, I mean, might be another game there if the Packers can't solve their defensive issues. So hope not. I hope not, too. I mean, especially on Monday night, that'd be awful. But uh, those are the main two quarterbacks this week. I mean, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff. I mean, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick went down. So, I mean, Taylor Heineke, maybe, maybe. keep an eye on, but no. Uh, Jer- or, uh, Ty- Tyrod Taylor and Sam Darnold would be the other two guys. Um, Sam-, Sam Darnold putting up 21 points. Uh, Tyrod putting up 23 points in fantasy. Um, I mean, I think Tyrod could be a good option. I mean, Sam Darnold, I think he'll be maybe a little more consistent than he was last year with the Jets. But Tyrod, he's got the, he's got the legs. He can he can move. Yeah, he's got the legs. I mean, he, yeah, he doesn't quite have the wide receiving core there that Sam Darnold has. I mean, Sam Darnold has DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and then now Terrace Marshall Jr. and then Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'm guessing yeah you'll probably see a lot of 20 point performances, a lot of this 250 yards, one touchdown, maybe two touchdowns, and uh, yeah, Tyrod definitely going to get more of the the running work in. Uh, probably gonna that will make him more of a fantasy, yeah, fantasy relevant, relevant option so. and 20 points for a quarterback that's a fairly good week it's not yeah. the best you can get like a 30 pointer but 
20 points, you're not mad. Yeah. Not you're not mad, mad with 20, 20 points. points. I, I mean, anything under that, yeah, you're probably like, quarterbacks should be scoring more than our typical running back. But should, averaging so. 20 points a week, they wouldn't finish. I mean, they'd probably finish in roughly top, I don't I know. I mean, top 15, maybe. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how that plays out in the end of the season. But yeah, I mean, right now, if they're playing a bad defense, they'd definitely be guys to, to look at. Uh-huh. Um, moving on to the running backs, I mean, these are the two guys, or two guys here. I mean, one a lot more uh, interesting than the other, but mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell, the rookie six-round pick for the 49ers. Uh, I mean, what was it? it was, Trey Sermon was out before the game even started, yep. and then Raheem, Raheem Mostert goes down with a knee injury after just two carries. And he'll be out six to eight weeks, six I believe. Weeks. So it'll be yeah. a while for Raheem. It'll be a while. So, I mean, Trey Sermon, too, who knows how long he'll be out. I'm guessing just one week considering uh, – the he was announced out right before the yeah, game, so, so I'm assuming it's not, not too bad. It was probably just to keep him from getting hurt anymore, if yep. anything. So, uh, Elijah Mitchell, though, I mean, 19 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown, 16, 16 fantasy points. points. I mean, that's a solid game for a sixth round running back and didn't even play the whole game, yeah, probably. Exactly. I mean, Jamichael Hasty, I want to say, took a touchdown away from so, him yeah. too on the yep. ground. So, that's just the thing, though. The running back by committee. You'll have Elijah Mitchell there, but then you'll have Jamichael Hasty come in and vulture a touchdown mm-hmm. or two. Who knows? I mean, it's just interesting to keep your eye yeah. on, especially mm-hmm. with Trey Sermon. Could be there a good com- flex option. Exactly. Yeah, Trey Sermon coming back maybe next week. I'm not quite sure how that injury is playing out, but I mean, just something to keep your eye on. I mean, Elijah Mitchell, if if you put up 100 yards week one and he's a a rookie yep. so i mean that's good i mean if you're a 49ers you're gonna want to ru- ride the hot hand exactly, and yeah yep. so it'd be smart for them to keep playing him but like we said running back by committee and that's yeah. kind of the same case with our next waiver wire and that'd mm-hmm. be mark ingram i mean looking at the stat sheet it is not a running back by committee in in uh houston i mean Mark Ingram had 26 carries, and then no other Texans running back had oh, more than eight. Yeah. I mean, Philip Lindsay, I think, was second most with eight. And, then, and yeah, David Johnson, David Johnson had like, like four, four or five. Th- or yeah, like some, some ridiculously low number. But yeah, Mark Ingram, 26 carries, only 85 yards, but he had a touchdown there. And so, I mean, 14 points in fantasy. So, I mean, a flex option maybe there. But I mean, if. I mean, they're 1-0 now, so, I mean, if they're still in it, I mean, they're still alive in the playoff hunt, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these guys are going to be working hard. They're going to yep. be – they're veterans. They know how to how to pound the ball. Exactly, and I mean, yeah. They have so many of those guys there, too. So, I mean, I feel like next week it's going to come out and be like, oh, Philip Lindsay gets 20 carries this yeah, game. Yeah, I think David that's just Johnson the hardest get... with these threes because you're never going to know who's going to be the number one yeah. each given week. I mean, this – looks like it's going to be Mark Ingram though. Yep. I mean 26 carries. I mean the only concern for me is that Mark Ingram is an older back and mm-hmm. he can't sustain 26 carries a game as yeah, an older not. running back, especially Mark Ingram. I mean, mm-hmm. he couldn't even do it in New Orleans. I mean, he was very wishy-washy before Kamara got there. Yep. And then Kamara just kind of took the the load off of him and he was able to do his certain amount yep. and get his and points. Perform well, yeah. Yeah, and he performed well. So, so maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe that's what'll happen here. Maybe the running back by committee benefits him. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, twenty six carries, I mean, that's gotta be the most out of any running back week one. I believe, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean maybe Christian McCaffrey no Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, uh Joe Mixon, I think he had quite a few carries, maybe Delvin Cook. I don't know, but I mean twenty six is a lot for a running back, yeah. especially a guy like that mm-hmm. in a running back by committee. So if the carries are there, the fantasy points are gonna be there. Yep. So he's definitely worth an option if you if you have Raheem Mostert and you're not able to get Elijah Mitchell or if you drafted Philip Lindsay. I mean, who knows? Yep. So just a waiver wire guy to keep your eye on. And then this guy the next guy here, the third running back on our list. I mean Probably in deeper leagues, just someone you might want to keep your eye on if you have Mike Davis, but Cordero Patterson, the running back now for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, he was a wide receiver when he was drafted, Mm -hmm. and it's just an offensive weapon all around. But, I mean, he had seven carries for 54 yards, averaging 7.7 yards per carry. So, I mean, that's a damn good number there. I mean, and he also had two receptions, 13 yards. So, they're going to use him 
all over the field. And I think they had a it was a poor day on offense for the Falcons. Oh, very poor day on offense. I mean, yeah, they didn't. I don't they think scored this, nine points. Yeah, no more than ten points. Uh, yeah, Cordero only had eight fantasy points, but with those stats right there, I mean, seven carries, fifty-four yards, two receptions, thirteen yards, mm-hmm. still at eight fantasy points. For I mean, that if little... that doubles, I mean, I mean, they scored given what thirty points, like they seem like they can. Yeah, I with mean, their high-scoring offense, yeah, it's not a bad week for a flex option, like especially Cordero if Preston. Mike Davis doesn't do as good as we thought he was going to do. I mean, he averaged three point three yards per carry, which mm-hmm. not very good. So, not too optimistic on that after week one, but. We'll see how it plays out. And, yeah, you can't react too much to week one yeah. games. So um, that's it for the running backs. Moving on to the wide receivers. There's quite a few wide receivers. Um, I mean, there's a lot of high-powered offenses and a lot of those guys, too. I mean, looking at our my number one and number two wide receivers, um, I mean, the top two, they scored the same amount of points in week one. Sterling Shepard and Christian Kirk, both with 24 fantasy points. Uh, Sterling Shepard, seven receptions, 113 yards and a touchdown. Also having nine or nine total targets. That's the key. I feel like here is the amount of targets, targets. that a guy's getting. So, yep. I mean, he could have a lot of, or have some receptions like Christian Kirk, five receptions, 70 yards, two touchdowns, but only five, five. targets. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he caught all of his targets. So, I mean, maybe that's a good thing, but high efficiency, five targets, um, in that Cardinals offense, especially. I mean, there's so many weapons there. Yeah, I mean, you I like I like the nine targets. Yeah, the nine the nine targets with Sterling Shepard makes me feel a lot more comfortable picking him up. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, Kenny Galladay is a question mark. I mean, not injury wise, like he's not really injured, but he was at the beginning of the season, and maybe he's just not the same as he used to be. Yeah, he's on a different team now too. So who knows if he gets back to it? But I mean, Sterling Shepard, he's been there. He's been with Daniel Jones, so maybe that chemistry keeps going. But yeah, Christian Kirk, five targets. I mean, I got a couple of other Cardinals wide receivers on here just because of those targets. I mean, Christian Kirk had 24 points uh, with five targets. AJ Green also, uh, AJ Green had six targets, but only four points. Mm-hmm. Two receptions, 25 yards. He did get a, a red zone target knocked out of his hands. So, I mean, that's a little damper on the fantasy aspect there. Yep. And then Rondale Moore, too, the other Cardinals wide receiver. I mean, five targets there. So, I mean,. Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green, all Cardinals wide receivers, all five or six targets. So yep. it's like it just depends on who's going to catch them all, exactly. who's going to catch them in the end zone. And are they going to split them? Like, is it going to go to two of them instead of all three of them? Like, yeah. does Christian Kirk take those five other targets from Rondell Moore and not Rondell Moore not get yeah. any? Yeah. yeah. It's just... it's, they run a lot of four receiver sets, I think most in the NFL. So, I mean, that is the plus side there. So they're going to have those guys all out there a lot of the time. That's true. But, like we said, five targets for each of them. I Yeah, I'd like to see more of the Sterling Shepard, nine targets, mm-hmm. ten targets. You need more targets for those guys. I mean, and consistently. Consistently, too. yes. I mean... Maybe, yeah, one of those guys breaks through, starts getting nine, ten rece- or ten targets a game, and but who knows? You just don't know, especially with the high-powered offenses like that. Mm-hmm. But, and it only being week one. Yeah, so, I mean, Christian Kirk, though, he was the one that stood out with the, the Cardinals wide receivers. I mean, he caught two touchdowns, so 24 points there. So, I mean, he's the guy that's going to be picked up in a lot of leagues. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I could see Rondell Moore catching two touchdowns next week or A.J. Green catching two touchdowns. I mean, it's A.J. Green, too. So, exactly, I mean, yeah. he's just known for that stuff. Um, moving on, other wide receivers that uh, could be potential waiver wire candidates. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, Patriots wide receiver. He had 18 points on the week. Five receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown seven targets so on the upper side of uh targets mm-hmm. there but not quite 10 but still not, seven isn't a bad number in a lower scoring game i yeah. feel yeah especially yeah the yeah it was dolphins dolphins patriots i mean it was yeah 17 16 very low scoring game and yeah mm-hmm. to have this stat line that he did they started throwing the ball a little bit more they might exactly. rely on nelson aguilar so, yeah I mean, mac jones could, getting a little more comfortable back there he could end up with a couple 20 30 point games at uh-huh. some point if they rely on gets a couple touchdowns 100 and 50 yards who knows how that goes i think he has the better upside like sterling Shepard. yeah yeah exactly so i mean the waiver wire guys there i mean the cardinals wide receivers they're all just kind of question marks i'd maybe wait on them if you want to jump on christian kirk by all means go ahead but yeah sterling Shepard, nelson aguilar those are the two guys that you're probably going to want to be looking at more and then i mean you got the the 
guys that just look flashy, like Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. We saw him last night get that deep pass, I mean, yeah. from Stafford, but only had two receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. So, on I mean, three targets. On three targets, too. I mean, 16 fantasy points. I mean, it was there, but yeah they all came on that one deep bomb exactly and they're so. in like that kind of offense like the cardinals offense a lot of miles to feed a lot of miles cooper feed. cup robert woods tyler higby running backs not so much yeah but they still I mean, got van jefferson deshaun jackson Tutu oh yeah, deshaun, yeah, yeah. exactly Just... we saw yeah we saw deshaun get some quite a bit of work on last night so i mean yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, Van Jefferson, though, it's just that flash of the speed. Mm-hmm. I can see that being a uh, tool that Stafford utilizes very well this offseason, or offseason, this regular season. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely being a guy you got to want to keep your eye on. I mean, he'd be the most interesting name out of the other Rams wide receivers. I mean, you got Cup and then you got Woods. Those are the two guys that are on majority of rosters. Mm-hmm. I mean, Deshaun Jackson might be just because of his name. Mm-hmm. I don't think Van Jefferson is all that on tar- uh, all that on rosters. So no, definitely not. You don't really know, but and then just moving on to the next wide receiver. I mean, we got Jalen Rager, uh, wide receiver for the Eagles. I mean, he's the number two guy there beside or behind uh, Devontae Smith. So. I mean, he had 16 points, six receptions, 49 yards, one touchdown, but all six of those receptions came on his only six targets. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and they were playing a bad passing defense in the Falcons. So, I mean, it's 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 one of my skeptical waiver wire mm-hmm. uh, candidates. I just saw the stat line. He was one of the guys that were available. So, I'm like, oh, we'll put his name down. But, yeah, just looking more into it, I mean, I feel like that passing offense isn't what they're going to always be like. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, they just—they were playing against one of the worst defenses. You—you play to the weakness of your opponent, and that's how you win. So I mean, if they have a bad pass defense, you're gonna pass all over them, and they did that. And I mean, Jalen or Jalen Hurts had a pretty good game, and then now Jalen Rager too. I mean, he had a decent game. Devontae Smith even better, but he's on pretty much all of, yeah, I mean, 90 plus percent i'm mm-hmm. guessing and jalen rager is one of those people that are he's even less he's even on like 50 plus percent too so i mean he's one of those guys that might be able to pick him up i mean eagles offense might start to light it up a little bit more so i mean mm-hmm. rager could get a lot of those deep balls too i mean him and Devontae smith both kind of speedy guys so we'll see how that plays out going going down in the season but no another one of the my wide receiver waiver wire i mean Devontae parker 12 points, four receptions, 81 targets, or 81 targets, 81 yards, seven targets. I mean, that's the main reason I have him on here is because of the The seven targets targets there, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jalen Waddell, he's there too. He caught a touchdown. I mean, he had like 60 yards. But, I mean, Will Fuller's out for another five games. So, And Devontae Parker's the number one guy there. I mean, like we see, I mean, Tua's not the greatest passing quarterback ever. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... They, they're not really a passing offense all that much, but Devontae Parker, yeah, he'll get the targets, and he'll probably get in the end zone every other week or something, maybe yeah. twice a week. Who knows? So just got to keep your eye on. And then one of my, like, deep, deep sleeper league, or, like, just one of my waiver wire guys, Braxton Berrios, uh, just a short, shifty, wide receiver slot like guy. Braxton. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, yeah, he's, a, he's one of those guys that just reminds you of Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, those stereotypical just slot, short, slot wide receivers mm-hmm. it's on the jets for those of you who don't know but he had five receptions 51 yards so i mean a 10 point performance by him in fantasy i mean in deep leagues i mean you need that so i mean he could be benefit to you there but i mean he had seven targets that's the key i feel like there the i mean targets, just like with yeah. Devonte parker the seven targets there that's just gonna if he's getting those seven targets if it just goes up to eight targets 10 targets i mean mm-hmm. he's starting to get 12 15 fantasy points a week i and mean he's gonna be very relevant he could be cause... yeah he'd be relevant and i mean he's a slot wide receiver he's gonna be getting those just right over the middle averaging yep. seven yards Especially of reception PPR eight, leagues, yeah. yeah yeah so i mean he's gonna be getting the receptions and yeah just something to keep your eye out uh, for if the jets offense starts to roll a bit more and if they have uh, they play against some bad defenses so mm-hmm Moving on to the waiver wire tight ends. I mean, this again, it's like I saw a bunch of them sitting out there. There was like five, six tight ends on the waiver wire that had scored 10 points exactly. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, Dalton Schultz, Farrell Brown, Jared Cook all scoring 10 points. But, I mean, the one that scored the most points that probably 
that sticks out the most yep. is Jawan Johnson. He had 17 fantasy points, but but three targets. Only three targets, three receptions, two touchdowns, yeah. 21 yards. I mean, we saw that because we were watching him play against the Packers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, those three targets. I mean, he's gonna be the one guy or gonna be the guy you want to go pick up if you had Mike Gesicki in your lineup like I did. One, I mean, zero points. That goose egg right zero. there, and he was healthy. So it's like. What, what the hell is going on uh-huh. there? So, I mean, you look at a guy like Jawan Johnson who had two touchdowns, 17 points, but then it's, like, only three targets. So, it's, like, I don't know too much about him, so I don't really want to pick him up. He's I'm probably staying away from him. Yeah, I think it's just very touchdown-driven on this one. Yeah, and, I mean, it's the Saints. So, I mean, who knows if that offense can keep it going. I mean, it mm-hmm. was against a pretty good Packers defense. We just kind of fell apart. Yeah, so. and I don't, I can't see James Winston throwing five touchdowns every week. And, yeah, that and um, Troutman, their other tight end, I believe, right? That's his yep, name. Adam uh, he actually had more targets than Jawan Johnson uh, did. So, gotcha. uh, that's just, you just don't know there. So, mm-hmm. just uh, something to keep your eye on. But then, I mean, the there's three guys here in the waiver wire that I kind of, I, I really like for um picking up i mean dalton schultz uh farrell brown and then jared cook i'll go through them one by one but dalton schultz only 10 points this last week but six receptions 45 yards on six targets mm-hmm. so and he's the starter for the cowboys now we talked about it a little bit a little bit earlier about that but he's the starter i mean we thought blake jarwin was going to be the guy but it, it is uh dalton schultz mm-hmm. and that's a very high-powered offense. As I say, yeah, they are going to pass the ball a lot this year. Yeah, especially, like, I mean, we saw it on Thursday. They just did not even try to run the ball. Mm-mm. And, I mean, yeah. Given that's not going to happen every week, but still, even if he has a little less volume, I feel like he gets a touch on every once in a while. I mean, he's yeah, he'll be he, very fast. Yeah, he'll help you out. He'll help your team out every once in a while. I mean, 10 points is solid from the tight end position. If you can get that week in and week out, which probably not going to happen, but... If he gets 15 points one week and five another, I'd be probably happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I mean, the next guy you got, I mean, sticking with Dalton Schultz, it's that high-powered offense. That's another reason why it's like they're just gonna probably going to be passing it a lot. Mm-hmm. So, defense I mean, you got three other wide receivers there. Yeah, the defense, not that great. I mean, they looked good, but, uh, yeah, I just I like that high-powered offense. And if he's just getting those targets, six targets, he keeps getting those um He'd definitely be a guy to keep your eye on, mm-hmm. especially yeah, if you're weak in the tight end position. And then Farrell Brown, a name you probably some people probably do not know, tight end for the Texans. So kind of uh, high on the Texans here, waiver wire week one. <laughs> I mean, they were against a bad Jaguars defense. So, I mean, could be could be the case there that come next week, all these guys t- drop off the face of the planet yep. and they just get shut down by a good defense. Yeah, maybe they'll be a little more matchup-based. Yeah, So, but Farrell Brown, 10 points, uh, just like Dalton Schultz. Four receptions, 67 yards and five tar- on five targets. So, I mean, nothing too exciting there, but he looked good. I saw him snag a pass one play, and, I mean, he, was, he looked good. I mean, I thought Jordan Aikens was the guy there. I mean, he has been in past years. He's kind mm-hmm. of been... Just in this, in the behind. I mean, he's been the starter there, but he just doesn't really get all that much stats. Every once in a while, he'd get some, but yeah. And then Farrell Brown just comes out of nowhere. Uh, I I want to say that he had a touchdown call back at one point. They had a nice catch, cut touchdown call back. But yep, I'm not just, too sure. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, just something to keep your eye on. Texans de- or uh, offense. I mean, they pretty much just have Brandon Cooks there on the receiving yeah, core. So guys, do they? it's yeah. I mean, Tyrod Taylor will probably rely somewhat on the tight end there. So mm-hmm. yeah, just something to keep your eye on. And then Jared Cook. I mean, the veteran there. He actually had the most targets out of any of my uh, waiver wire tight ends. He had eight targets, five receptions, fifty six yards. So mm-hmm. I mean, the They're most fairly low scoring game too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they had. 20 points something like that yeah 20 not, points i think and too much so i mean yeah very low scoring game and he had the he had the numbers five receptions 56 yards so i mean yeah and you said he was like the third yeah he's leading third, third leading receiver on the chargers this past week so i mean just some some upside there on a mm-hmm. powerful chargers offense yeah. with justin herbert who's, who's gonna be slinging the ball yeah he's looking to stand out in his second year and maybe be competing for an MVP title or mm-hmm. a championship. So, I mean, yeah, you got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Mike Williams looked pretty good, but uh, he had a touchdown, I believe. Yep, but yep, yep. Yeah, just Jared Cook. I mean, he's 
just he's been good tight end for the last how many years mm-hmm. i mean moved from team to team he was with the saints last year and yep. packers before that and yeah, he's, he's been around, around. Mm-hmm. so i mean and he's yeah he's always really been a fantasy relevant guy from week to week i mean not very consistent all the time but yeah he scores points and at the end of the year he'll be a top guy probably so mm-hmm. especially in the high power chargers offense i think that's kind of the main thing here if you're going to pick up any of these guys it's probably going to be jared cook or dalton schultz just because of that high powered yep. offense and the you'll volume get the volume yep you get that volume you get the targets you'll get just they'll be passing it probably a lot mm-hmm. so yeah and then my fifth tight end i mean you probably don't even need to hear the fifth tight end because they're probably all available and you could probably go pick up any of them. But Cole Komet, I mean, he had seven targets uh, last night, only nine points, though. I mean, you got Jimmy Graham there, too, to vulture some. But Cole Komet's a nice young guy, mm-hmm. and he had seven targets. I mean, that's just the targets. That's just what I go back to, yep. those targets. But he'll be there, and he'll probably be a guy that Andy Dalton relies on. I mean, yep. we, see, we saw him rely on Tyler Eifert in uh, Cincinnati. Tyler oh, yeah. Eifert had some good seasons with Andy Dalton. Yep. So maybe we see Cole Komet become that and break out this year. But uh, who knows? We'll just have to wait till week two and see if any of this plays out. So yep. uh, that's it for our waiver wire week one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the TBJ Fantasy Football Podcast. And be sure to tune in tomorrow where we will cover our week two preview.